You're listening to the Rapid Realization Podcast, where we discuss the mind, body, and everything on healing from within, for you to get inspired to finding your own inner wisdom, to be more self-actualized and become aware of your highest potential. And I'm your host, Dr. Anne-Marie Belkansky, a certified clinical hypnotherapist and mind coach at Rapid Realization, and I welcome you. So let's begin. Welcome, and on today's episode number 28, we are discussing about parts work. Now, before we continue with this particular topic, I need to give a disclaimer just to indicate that this modality of parts work is not for those that have been diagnosed with the condition known as Dissociative Identity Disorder which is formally known as multiple personality disorder. This is meant for a modality to be utilized by those not diagnosed with this condition. Please be sure to contact your mental health provider if you have been diagnosed with multiple personality disorder, also known as disassociative identity disorder. Now that that is out of the way, parts work is a modality that I utilize with my clients as well as on myself. I do this with myself all the time in order to help myself identify maybe conflicting parts that are getting in the way of uh, making a decision or taking action. Because parts work is all about the parts within us. And we all have many, 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 many parts within us. I don't want to underemphasize, I want to overemphasize how many parts we really do have within us, which can make us a bit more bit more complex than we really are or seem more complex because we have a lot of different parts which are basically egos that have been developed within us. And where the conflict happens is when these parts are in conflict with one another. And I'm sure you've recognized before where you have a part of you that wants to do something and a part of you that doesn't want to do something. Like maybe right now during the pandemic, you know, there's a part of you that wants to go out and socialize, but then there's a part of you that just doesn't want to go out. And we have many situations where parts can come into conflict. Maybe in a relationship, you have one party that wants to continue a relationship and one party that doesn't want to continue a relationship. We have conflicting parts And they all come from different emotional places. So for example, if a part of you that wants to go out and socialize is coming from maybe a playful part of you that's excited to engage and connect with others, and then the part of you that doesn't want to go out or hang out with people or socialize is coming from a place of maybe fear of having to go out into public or having to um, engage with other people during the pandemic or whatever it may be. So they're both coming from a different emotional stance. And that's because they are different parts, but all within one person. I want to emphasize that all parts of you are you. And Whenever I do this work, I always make sure I tell people in the beginning that we never want to reject a part. We never want to send it away. We never want to make it feel badly. We want to understand all the parts that make us make up who we are. It's like that saying goes that you get more bees with honey, (laughs) that you get more with sweets. We don't want to be harsh to ourselves. 
or be unkind to ourselves in our healing process. So when we are uncovering parts, we want to first understand why it's doing or wants what it wants. So before I continue from there, let me first explain what parts even are, where they come from. Parts are sub-egos. They're identified parts of our self, little different parts of self, because really ego is a sense of self. Ego is a sense of our worth, who we are, a self-identification of self. And we get these parts from our upbringing. They evolve either from our own inner child or from our inner parent. And who are these two aspects of us? Inner child and inner parent are kind of like categories of egos of the different parts that make us up. And there can be more dominant inner parent or more dominant inner child. And the difference between these two aspects, which do come from our childhood, is where they originally originally came from. So an example, inner child really is us. It's who we identify that we feel that we are. It came from us. It is our inner child. Inner parent came from our authority figures, from society, from anybody that had authority over you, like your parents, um, like policemen or teachers or doctors or anybody that was seen as an authority within your childhood. That is called the inner parent. So you have inner child and inner parent. Now, when it comes to a part, we may have one part that is more dominant from an inner child or from an inner parent. Typically, you can't tell which came from which because of the language that usually is used behind what it is that you want. So for example, when you hear the word should a lot, it usually comes from an inner parent aspect like you shouldn't have done this, you shouldn't have done that, why did you do this, why didn't you do that, is more of a lecturing kind of authoritarian type of personality that comes from it. So for example, when I'm talking about the two parts that one part wants to go out and play or hang out with friends and socialize, it sounds like a more of a child self that just wants to go out and play and connect and have fun. And when I talk about the other part that doesn't want to go out, that's fearful of maybe, you know, getting sick or ill or being around different people or fearful what people will think of them, it's coming from a place of parental, like you shouldn't do this because of this or you shouldn't do that because of that. And so there's a different tonality in the different parts that that are within you. Because let's face it, as children, we are very impressionable and we take on those around us. And so inner parent is what we take in from everybody else, from those around us, our society. Inner child really is us, but it is an identity that we created of ourselves as a child. It comes from us. It's just a different perspective that we have of ourselves that may not be true. For example, a little child may feel like they are a burden in in the way. And so that is not true, but an inner child may identify being a burden. And so it turns into a part, maybe from an event or a situation within your childhood that made you feel that you are a burden. So that is a part of us that maybe feels like a burden, but comes from an inner child component. There is also an inner parent component, but I'm just trying to explain that one can dominate the other, but that's not hugely important. 
What's most important is that these two, inner parent and inner child, do come from our childhood. They are parts that are developed from our upbringing, from our situations or memories or experiences that we had during our childhood. Now, there's another component of our ego, of ourself, another category of these other two that I told you about, which is called the adult. The adult aspect of us really is the most mature aspect of us, meaning the most mature part. And the adult sense of self is a category of parts within us that is very um, objective. And it's able to kind of be an adult and look at aspects and observe them and make final decisions. So I'm not sure if you've ever seen maybe uh, two children arguing with each other. And man, if you've listened to them, it goes nowhere. I mean, one kid is yelling at them maybe about a toy, like, give me my toy back. That's my toy. And the other kid's yelling back, no, it's my toy. It's my toy. And so it just goes back and forth about, you know, a toy maybe. And there's no resolution until an adult steps in. (laughs) And the adult says, hey, You can have the toy for 30 minutes, and then after that 30 minutes, you can have the toy for 30 minutes. And they come up with a logical solution that is um, beneficial for both parties. That's our adult. (laughs) Our adult is a part of us that is the more logical aspect that can evaluate and kind of look at things from a less emotional stance, because usually the inner child components of us meaning the inner parent and the inner child, are tend, tend to be more emotional. And so we have this third component, the adult, that we do want to bring in when we are doing parts work. So just to clarify again, we have really three categories in order to simplify this. We have the inner child, the inner parent, and the adult aspects of us. Within those categories, we have different parts, different parts that make up who we are. And the characteristics behind it um, were explained. So the inner child is very much playful, doesn't care about anything else about, but besides feeling good, about enjoying the present moment, about having fun, um, doesn't care about the consequences. The inner parent really is the lecturing side of us. It tends to be the hypercritical aspect of us that um, may be really hard on us. It comes through hearing the words should a lot. And then we have the adult aspect, which is really the more mature aspect that has seen everything we've gone through over time. It's able to be objective and more more um, analytical. It's more um, not so emotionally overwhelming, and it's able to really make logical decisions that are most beneficial for all parts. So adult almost comes through as this um, (laughs) referee calling the cards and saying, this is how it's going to be and assuring that whatever decision is made is the best for all sides. So now that we have a basic understanding of where parts come from, let's talk about how to work with the different parts within you. And one of the ways that I do this is I first start to identify a part. We really want to identify the parts that are involved. So let's say, for an example, you have a big decision that you need to make. And you can almost immediately identify conflicting parts because you'll be like, a part of me wants to do this and a part of me wants to do that. And I will encourage you, identify the parts 
And you can even label them just to make it more objective. Because each part of you really does have characteristics around it that are like a different personality. So I'll give you me for for example. So I had parts that I named um, a name. Like I had one part that I named Annie. Um, I had another part that I named the emotion behind it, which was jealousy. I had um, parts that I named not so kind names <laughs> that I probably don't want to say on here, but they were not nice names because they're, the feeling behind it was just so ugly. Um, so I had different parts of me that I would name something just to be able to identify it. And when I looked, when I was able to separate the part, you start to see the characteristics behind individualized part. So for example, going back to my example of the two parts of one wants to go out and one doesn't want to go out. So you say, okay, this is part that doesn't want to go out. Part that doesn't want to go out because it feels fearful of going out. It feels maybe ashamed for going out or concerned And then we say, okay, well, what does it want? It wants to feel safe. So this part that doesn't want to go out wants to feel safe. And it almost sounds like this part is now taking on a job. And you can even ask a part, like, what is it that you want? Why are we doing this? What is your intention behind not going out? And the answer may be, for example, to protect me. (laughs) So the part that doesn't want to go out just wants to protect me because it doesn't want me to get sick. And you tend to hear parts that want something and they usually want something good. These are all again, parts of us. They don't want anything evil, even though in the beginning, it may seem like parts of us may be evil. But I can guarantee you that when you start to explore parts that that there's no part that is inherently evil. It usually just is trying to get something out of the situation, but it just is doing it in a way that may not be conducive for you, possibly because that's how it thought that it could get what it needed or wanted, because maybe that's how it, other people showed them to do it. So after you have identified what one part wants, you can identify what the other parts want. So in continuing with my example, the other part that does want to go out. So, okay, we have a part that does want to go out and you can even label it a name just to identify and understand it. All right, we have this part that does want to go out. It wants to go out because it wants to have fun. It wants to engage with others. It wants to connect. It wants to um, feel good. And then you hear its purpose, its intention. It just wants to have fun, just wants to feel good. It just wants to be happy. So its job turns into making me, for example, to have fun, to live life. And so that is the job behind this part. So I have one part that wants me to have fun and and be happy and another part that wants me to be safe and protected. So now you see these two parts And you see that they have a job. Now, how are they doing their job? That's what tends to get in the way. So the part of me that doesn't want to go out, that wants to protect me, that's its job, may do that by creating. This is how it does its job. 
It does its job by creating anxiety in my body, by making me sweat because of fear, (laughs) by making me feel anxious inside or having my heart palpitate or making all these different thoughts in my mind about, you know, being sick or, or all the what ifs that could happen. So this part does its job by protecting me by creating all these ideas or fears in my body, even creating images in my mind of what could happen to prevent me from going out because it wants to protect me. (laughs) So that's how it does its job, this part. The other part, the one that maybe wants me to have fun and be more connected and does want me to go out, does its job by maybe um, making me feel excited in my body, making me feel like I'm missing out, like like I have butterflies in my stomach of just wanting to get out there and get going and creating all these images in my head of laughing and smiling and being with people and, and, um, and the feeling I get when I'm with people and creating that feeling in my body. And so it's doing its job by wanting me to have fun and be happy by creating these images and feelings in my body. That's how it motivates me to do that. So it's doing its job that way. So now that we have identified two parts of us that are conflicting, we have a We want to identify what job it has and how it does this job. Because all parts within us, I'm telling you, in a sense, has a job. It wants to, it has an intention or desires something. And that's why it's creating feelings, images, or thoughts. It's trying to encourage all aspects of you to make the final decision that is more beneficial for it. Cue in the adult now. <laughs> so in order to help us with these parts, there has to be some maturity level in our emotions because stepping into one part of us can almost overburden the other part. And the mastery comes in first identifying different parts of us and learning how to step out of them. I'm going to repeat that. <laughs> the mastery comes in of identifying parts within us, but then stepping out of those parts so that those parts do not overtake the other parts. Because then we're just getting into a circle or argument back and forth, just like those two kids, um, not getting to any resolution. We want to bring in adult, bring in our higher self, bring in our mature aspect to help come to a resolution. That's why sometimes people will come to a facilitator like myself to help them dialogue with different parts. Because what I do is I help them come out of that part and then into other parts that may be able to come to a resolution. And the mastery comes in for you all to learn how to do this is to be able to just first identify them and step out of them, step out of that part, take an objective stance with these different parts. Once we're able to take an objective stance, become the observer of these parts, we can help these parts come to a resolution. That's why I highly encourage meditation because one of the meditations that I have, which I will put in the show notes, is called Becoming the Observer. 
when we can become the observer of our emotions, not suppressing our emotions, but just to observe those emotions, allowing those emotions or those parts to be there, but not fully immersed into them, we can really help them get more done (laughs) or come to a resolution. And that takes some practice sometimes because we get so overwhelmed by an emotion that we feel like we have no control. And that's because we just don't understand it yet. And so we'll have to almost disassociate from that emotion to understand it first before we step into it to come to a place of peace. And if this is something that is brand new to you, I would say bring in any technique that would help you almost disassociate from it um, if it is over, if parts are becoming overpowering. And another way you can do this is by journaling. You can write about a part just to understand it first because we want to understand parts and understand what its job is, what its, its, its intention is behind what it is doing to be able to um to complete its job. So that's the way we need to look at it is that we have all these various parts within us and they have evolved from our childhood and throughout time, through our experiences, and they all have jobs. They all want to achieve something. Their intentions are typically good. Sometimes it's hard for people to find the goodness in some parts. Sometimes parts seem very bad in a sense and they could be parts that are not are not authentically us but those that we take it on from other people um hypercritical parts of us um but i'm gonna highly encourage you that the only way that we're gonna come to a resolution is first by understanding it by seeing maybe the reframing of what goodness it wants to bring to us by doing that job so then we can make it more manageable. So then it wants to work with us because sometimes there's parts that are just so badly hurt that, um, that looking at that part is, um, almost villainizes parts. I've worked with people where there are parts of them that become such villains And after working back and forth with those parts and identifying really what their intention is, what they want, I'm going to tell you that a lot of those parts turn into parts that want to protect us, that want to feel good, that um, have just been hurt so badly that they've created almost these barriers and walls around it that make them harsh or almost like a villain. (laughs) I've um, worked with parts that turned into... Um, images of our inner child uh, that are just so um, hurt and want help, but they've created defense mechanisms that they do their job of protection by maybe rejecting or yelling or um, are fighting or becoming angry. Um, that's how they do their job of protection is by creating these defense mechanisms and creating these images. But um, obviously, that isn't really protecting us, that's harming us. And so we have to have parts identify that there's a better way of doing its job. And we can help, uh, usually from our adult or a higher self, help other parts, these younger parts of us to learn how to do its job better. Because 
when when we are trying to achieve a goal so let's say we want to have a better relationship or more career success in order to be able to do that it would be better if we have the whole team within ourselves working together towards that goal but if you have one part of you that is working against it in its own way <laughs> because it thinks it's protecting you then we're not going to get our goals quicker so if we have the whole team working together towards the same goal and ha- help other parts learn how to do its job better towards that goal, then we'll achieve our goals even quicker, more rapidly. And that takes reframing, reframing and understanding of how else you can do things in order to reach your goal. And that's new pathways, because maybe there's been one road you've taken from, let's say, from Florida to California. You've been driving down this road for most of your life. That's the only way that you know how to get to a certain place. And so it would take kind of changing your view in order to see a a different road. So in order to be able to have a a different route to get to from Florida to California will need either GPS or a different map or someone to guide you. And that's why people do get facilitators because that is the person that has different roadmaps to get to a certain place. That's the training that comes along with having a facilitator like myself that has trained my mind to be able to see different ways of doing things or reframing. So you know, listening to this podcast or listening to different people talk is is giving you different ways of being able to view a situation or a problem like this. My whole talk on parts is a different way of you solving a problem. And so I'm helping you already reframe a problem that you have and how to solve it. I'm giving you different perspectives. So that is what we would want to do with different parts is we want to give it a different way of how to solve its problem and how to come to its resolution because its final goal or job, I will guarantee you, is not bad. It's good for you because these all are parts of you. They just have learned how to cope maybe in maladaptive ways. And so I hope this makes sense so far. And if this is really advanced, then that's completely fine. I would highly encourage you to start off by first identifying different parts within you. And you can also become the observer of those parts by doing the meditation in the show notes called Becoming the Observer that's on an Insight Timer, which is a free application that you can download and access. Um, also, you can feel free to join me on my Instagram and message me about this um, the. The content on this show. I love engaging with you all. So I really want to meet you guys there. Go ahead and join me at Ann Balkansky. Again, that's A-N-N-B-A-L-K-A-N-S-K-I. It's my first and last name. Ann Balkansky is the Instagram handle. You can also join me on Twitter. Um, otherwise, I thank you for joining me today and have a great one. Thanks for listening. And I hope you gain some newfound insights or realizations. If you would like future alerts on new episodes, be sure to hit the subscribe. You can also join me, your host, on Instagram to continue this conversation, ask questions, or just to give us feedback because we love hearing from you, the listener. Just search in the handle Ann Balkansky, or you can check below in the show notes all of our social media links as well as how else you can get connected. Until next time, have a great one.